Gentlemen, it's time to talk about your responsibilities to your wife and your family in marriage. In this episode of The Marriage Conversation, we are going to be very honest about a man's struggle to lead his family and how, with God's help, you can become the practical, spiritual, and biblical leader that you are called to be. Today we are talking what the Bible says specifically to the role of men. We're going to be talking about husbands and what our role and what our responsibilities are. Men, I want you to note this. Your role biblically is to lead your family. Your responsibility is to love your wife. We're going to unpack all of this out of Ephesians chapter 5. Sadie, what is our primary scripture? Ephesians 5.23 says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. So what does that look like to be the head of something? What does the headship of a husband look like? Great question. First of all, let's say what it is not. Headship is not domination. God has not called you husband to be domineering over your wife or to be domineering towards your children. I think sometimes men read Ephesians chapter 5 and it gives them the excuse that they can treat their wives poorly, that they can be harsh with their wives, whereas Colossians chapter 3, verses 17, 18, I think 19, it specifically says, husbands, do not be harsh toward your wives. So first of all, let's define headship. Your Again, I'll say it again, your role is to lead your family, your responsibility is to love your wife. That does not mean that you are domineering. What headship means is that you take the lead. God has called you, husband, God has called you to lead your home. When I think of headship, here's the question that I think, men, we need to ask ourselves. When it comes to our family, who carries the weight of responsibility? Now, it may be in your home. It may be that your wife pays the bills. It might be that she's a better uh, financial person. She may be better at budgeting. She may be able to crunch numbers better than you. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But who carries the weight of the financial burden? Do you leave all that weight with your wife? Do you leave her to worry about how to make ends meet? She may be the one writing the checks, or she may be the one setting up auto drafts, But is the weight of the responsibility on you, or is it solely on her? I think that's just a small example of what the Bible means by headship. When it comes to disciplining the kids, yes, uh, in most homes, probably the mom uh, is probably more of the consistent disciplinarian. I know that's the way it is at, at our house. I rule with an iron fist. Oh, gosh. But there are times that Sadie needs me to carry that weight, right, Sadie? I'll say, Chad. Just 
Get your kids. <laughs> just this week. And then I'll say, well, they're just like you. <laughs> but uh, this week, I mean, we had an issue with Piper where there was a big volcanic blow up. And I come upstairs and didn't know about it. And Sadie says, Chad, I need you to talk to your daughter. And I knock on Piper's door and go in. And I sit down and I have a talk with her. And again, it's, yes, Sadie probably does more correcting than I do in our kids. But the weight, the weight should be on my shoulders. And the times that she needs me in that role, I have to step up into that role. You talked about the complementary roles on the on another podcast. Men are to step up, women are to step in. And men, headship means that you step up. And stepping up means that you're going to lead your wife. You're going to lead your family. And I always uh, think of this word picture when I think of this is you're going to take your wife's hand and you guys are going to walk together in this. You're not going to push her and you're not going to drag your kids kicking and screaming you know, to get your will and to get your way. You're going to, um, as you're living in the will of God, as you're getting closer to becoming more like Jesus, you take your family's hand and you lead them at the pace that your family can handle together. And I think that practically looks like the verse in First Peter 3, 7 that says, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. Living with your wives in an understanding way. What a command by Scripture. And Eric, you said it just just then that I think really fits the Scripture, Sadie, that you're reading. We don't, we don't push our families to get what we want. I loved how you said that. Because notice the Scripture you read, Sadie. It says, live with your wives in an understanding way. That takes humility to do that. But then it says, giving honor to her. What does it mean to honor someone? It means that you put their needs above yours. You put their preferences above your own preferences. And that is so hard to do. That God convicts me left and right because I'm not someone who naturally puts Sadie's preferences above my own. Uh, That's a massive struggle for me, and it's something that God always convicts me about in just even the most minor details. But see, here's the thing I want you to see, men. This is what the Bible says. Uh, Think about this. The Bible says so many things to men that it does not say to women. For example, the Bible tells men, love your wives as you love yourselves. It doesn't tell women that. Why? Because women are far less selfish than men are. And notice right here, uh, oh, oh, another example real quick, as we already uh, referenced uh, um, Colossians 3, I think it's verse 19. It says, men, don't be harsh with your wives. It doesn't say that to women. Why? Because men are often harsh. And notice what it says here to men in 1 Peter 3, 7. It says, be understanding toward your wife, putting her needs above yours, honoring her. And, and listen to this, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Men, if you're just domineering, if it's your way or the highway, and you're not honoring your wife, you're not putting her needs above yours, according to this verse, God's not even listening to your prayers. Your very prayer life is being hindered right now because you're domineering. You're not being understanding. You're not putting her needs above yours. 
think about what this means. Honor your wife. How are we to honor our spouse? I think we're to honor our spouse certainly physically, uh, spiritually, emotionally. Men, we're to honor our spouse financially. We're to be providers. But here's the kicker, and here's the one I really want to zero in on. We're to honor our spouse verbally, verbally. And that's why the Bible speaks to men to not be harsh. Sadie, what's the exact scripture? Read that for me about not being harsh toward our wives. Colossians 3.19 says, Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. So here the command is not to be harsh with your wife. In other words, honor your wife verbally. Men, are you honoring your wife? Do you speak tenderly to her? Do you speak kindly to her? Or are you just, as a matter of fact, are you accusatory? Are you critical? Are you sharp? Are you harsh? So let's get together here. Let's get this key principle for husbands. Chad, biblically, how are men to love their wives? So Ephesians chapter 5, the Bible gives two very specific commands to the man. It says, number one, love your wife. What's critical to understanding that word love is that it means agape. It means without any conditions. It means that you don't love your wife. In other words, you don't respond to, in, in, a, in a loving way or a loving behavior toward her if she does this or if she honors you or if she respects you or if she holds up her end of the bargain, whatever. There's a thousand reasons or excuses. No, you throw all that out the window and you love your wife intentionally and unconditionally. That's the exact kind of love that Christ has toward the church. In the Complementary Roles podcast, remember we said, wives do for the husbands what the church does for Christ. But husbands do for the wives what Christ does for the church. And what does Christ do? He loves us unconditionally. And that's the exact mirrored type of love that God expects men to have toward their wives. And see, here's the thing, husband. When your wife feels that agape, God-centered kind of love from you toward her, she's going to have no problem following you. You may mess up. You may make mistakes. You're certainly not a perfect person. But she's going to want to follow that type of leadership. See, some men are listening right now, and you just think in your heart, I'm not a leader in no way, in no capacity. No, men, it's your God-like love. It's the agape love that leads your wife and leads your children. It doesn't mean that you're a leader at work or that you're a leader in the marketplace. No, no. What it means is that when it comes to your wife, she feels loved by you the way she feels loved by God. That's the best way you could ever lead your wife. And the biblical command is not be in love with your wife. The biblical command is love your wife, agape without any condition or stipulation. In that same passage, Chad, it says, love your wife as yourself. So 
why is that important for a man to love his wife as himself? Why does that matter? <laughs> well, again, the Bible says that only to men, not to women. You know why? Because men are narcissistic. Men are, uh, we're selfish. And it amazes me. It absolutely amazes me that the Bible was written centuries ago and nothing has changed in the human condition. Men are selfish. And men, you need to recognize that about yourself. And that's why the biblical command, not to the wife, but to the husband, love your wives as you love yourself. And that, that second command there is is care. And what does that mean to care for your wife? Husbands, what does that look like when you are caring for your wife? That word care there means to um, comfort, to make warm, to feel secure, S- safety and um, feeling safe in a relationship is one of the top priorities for a woman. And that is one of your main responsibilities, men, is to make her feel comfort, warm, and security. And when our wives feel the agape love, when they feel the right kind of love, it's going to bring that care. It's going to bring that warmth, that comfort, and that security. So when a wife is is feeling those those warm fuzzy feelings of security, um, you have created an atmosphere for your wife to grow. You've created this culture of growth for your wife. So what does that look like? Exactly. When we have an atmosphere of growth for our homes, for our wives, for our children, I think what that means is that there's going to be affirmation from the husband. Uh, in, in the in the you know what does the Bible say to women podcast we talk specifically about how heavy a wife's words are how much they weigh when a wife affirms her husband men the same a principle applies to you your words weigh so much to your wife that's why when she puts something on she asks you do I look good in this I still do that, even though Chad can't see. Even though I'm blind, I just say yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But why does a wife need to know that? Because she needs affirmation. And let me say this too, a wife needs attention. Even though I'm completely blind, I still try to give Sadie the lion's share of my attention. I still try to ask her. You know, we work all day together, right, Sadie? And how often do I still try to ask you, how was your day? (laughs) I was with you all day. (laughs) But see, I want to give her my attention. I want to give my children my attention. I made such a huge mistake. Uh, A few months ago, Piper was in the back of our van, and everything was loud. And I, if I remember correctly, I was getting ready to call someone on my phone. And we had just picked up dinner to go. And all the kids were loud. And Piper, my oldest, who's uh, 10, she was trying to tell me a story. And I cut her off because I had to make a phone call. And I could hear the frustration in her voice. And the Holy Spirit convicted me right there on the spot and said, put your phone down. Pay attention to your kid. And I was able to put my phone down and say, Piper, I apologize. Now, what were you telling me? And right then, she came right back to life. Men, leading our families doesn't mean that we're perfect. It doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes all the time. You know, there, there are things that the Lord has shown me, times that I've blown it, that I've went to my kids, and I've had to say to them, 
I'm asking you to forgive me because I didn't handle that situation right. I lost my temper, or I cut you off, or I was too busy in the moment. You know what that does? That teaches your children that they that it's okay for them to apologize to other people. Men, this is what it means to lead. It doesn't mean you're perfect, and it doesn't mean that you get it right all the time. What it means is that you are a genuine, authentic follower of Jesus. And it means that you model that to your wife and your children. And what if you're living biblically and if you're if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, what he's going to do is he's going to help us affirm our wives. He's going to help us affirm our children, and our words are going to weigh so much that it's going to make a serious difference in our homes. Chad, I'm so glad you touched on attention right there. I know that I, for a long time, had a tendency to come home and just want to zone out, watch TV or or whatever. And Kayla would always ask me, how my day was. And that would drive me crazy because I just left work. I don't want to come home and talk about work, right? <laughs> but it it was important to her and she explained that it mattered to her that I shared my day and now it's probably the thing I look forward to the most when I come home is is giving her the undivided attention of walking her through my day, how I felt about this situation or or what happened here and and the other thing that it does for her that she explained to me is it helps her know how to pray for me. And it's so important. I mean, guys, pay attention. Like when your wife is asking you how your day was, it's not necessarily because she's nosy or wants to be pesky. It's because she wants to know how she can love you better and how she can pray for you better and how she can support you and, and how she can pick up maybe some some slack in some areas for you that you don't even know that you guys are lacking in. So, so when it comes to attention, be very intentional about the attention you give your spouse. Cut the TV off. Put your phone down. Give your wife the attention that she not only deserves but that she asks for because you're going to be better off in the long run and what i've found in my marriage is it is something i actually enjoy and look forward to every day so men when you set the tone spiritually in your home when you create an atmosphere of growth because you're leading and you're loving and you set an atmosphere of growth for your spouse not only is it going to give you words of affirmation to help your wife and children. But here's the last thing it's going to do. It is going to give your spouse the spiritual confidence that she needs. It's going to bring a confidence into your wife. Why? Because you are setting an atmosphere for her to grow spiritually. That's See, this is why Satan doesn't want you to lead. This is why he wants you to sit on your cell phone all night. This is why he wants you on your tablet, surfing the internet, and just being distracted. This is why he doesn't want you to have meaningful conversations with your children. This is why he wants you to come home from work and just unplug. You know why? Because when you give the attention and you give the affirmation that your family needs, what it does is it gives them confidence spiritually. It puts them in such rich spiritual soil that they're going to grow and grow and grow. And that's what Satan does not want to see happen in your home and in your marriage. 
Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode. Thank you, Pastor Chad, for walking us through this this principle of, of the the male headship in the house. And uh, Sadie is going to pray us out today. Um, I think it's just so important to have uh, a wife and a mother and a woman who loves the Lord praying over our husbands. So, Sadie, will you lead us out? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for these men that are listening to this podcast. I pray for them that they would be able to lead in a way that creates this culture of growth for their wife. I pray that they would they would love their wives as they love themselves. I pray that they would put away all distractions and just focus on their true responsibility. That that responsibility of of carrying this weight of of growth for their families, this weight of um, being a leader. And God, I pray that they would um, they would love their wives and they would nurture their wives to make them feel secure and safe and warm. And God, that they would create this culture and this oneness together, that they could glorify you. All this we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen.